Welcome to Right Now, the official podcast of the I-94 West Chamber of Commerce, brought to you by Clear Simple Business. I'm Greg Anzels. I'm Sarah Becker. And I'm Will McLeod on the controls. Welcome to podcast, or actually no, Sarah, it's a vidcast number three in the hockey world. That'd be a hat trick. Uh, We've got a great show for you today. We've got a special guest that we're going to introduce here in a couple of minutes. And we, of course, are coming to you live from the Chamber office in downtown Rogers at the global headquarters of Rogers Printing and Promotional. Thanks for joining us. Uh, It's been a busy week already, Sarah. It has been really busy. I'm kind of shocked at how much I've done, both on the business side and I even got to do some landscaping outside because the weather's been gorgeous. Weather's been fabulous. Everyone's out and about getting ready for the big uh, 4th of July weekend, which we'll talk about. Uh, this third podcast will be our last. We're going to take a couple week break, a couple week break uh, and then come back in mid-July again. So uh, everyone's going to be out and about at cabins and lakes and having a good time over the 4th of July. But it has been an extremely busy week. Just this morning here at the Chamber office, uh, Amy Valick from J&B Group, of course, that... Uh, awesome company up in St. Michael. Uh, Of course, the no-name steaks and all the great brands that J&B has. Uh, Amy came down and we hosted the Circle of Excellence Awards. And what a morning it was. Uh, Excellence in Innovation Award went to Ryan Hauser from Minnesota Office Furniture located in Maple Grove. The Excellence in Leadership Award, uh, that went to Aaron Mueller, who offices actually right across the parking lot from the chamber office here at Design Tree Engineering and Land Surveying. Uh, Excellence in Community went to Jamie Stedman up in Albertville at the Millennium Dance Company. And what a great story Jamie has about building her business and using the community in terms of giving back. Uh, Wow, really inspirational story uh, for that Excellence in Community Award. Uh, Rob Stark, who we're all familiar with, uh, very active in the chamber. Um, he's chairing our annual celebration coming up in December. And he's located in Buffalo with Edward Jones, Sarah. And he won the Business Person of the Year. And I know you know uh, Rob. Yes, yes. Had many uh, meetings with him. He is wonderful. The Young Professional of the Year went to Alec Playstead from the Playstead Companies up in Elk River. And I like to talk about that business because you see those big commercial semis cruising by hauling rock and gravel and sand. They have an absolutely enormous operation up there on the commercial side. But what I really love about that is going up there on weekends when I need mulch and I need rock to do landscaping around the house. They have everything you need from a residential standpoint as well. And they just, uh, within the last month, Sarah, finished an outdoor patio area where you can kind of go check out the stone you want for a fireplace or an outdoor kitchen or things like that, and it is super, super nice. Nice. I might have to check them out this weekend because I do have quite a bit more landscaping to do, and that that would be helpful to be able to see it first, not right? just try and make it up as I go, which Absolutely. is what I tend to do. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, they'll help you up there. Sweet. And congratulations again to Alec as a young professional of the year. Uh we also recognized uh, Cross uh, for their work in not the nonprofit area. So congratulations to that organization. We talked about them last week a little bit. And then kind of a really fun part 
of the Circle of Excellence ceremony this morning was recognizing the high school seniors who are going on to do great things that received uh, scholarships from the Chamber of Commerce. And Sarah, I know you've been involved in selecting those scholarship recipients in the past. Yes, yes. The last two years I've been on that committee, and I will say that it is a huge honor for these five individuals because it is a strong group of applicants that we get. And it's a good 30 to 40 that we get, I think. So to be in the top five, huge congratulations to these folks. And they're very well-rounded, both academically, in the community, uh, extra extracurricular activities. Uh, it's amazing, their stories. And, and the five recipients, uh, we're going to name them here quickly. Hannah Christman from St. Michael Albertville. Braden Anderson from Rogers. Megan Copeland from St. Michael Albertville. Callie Norberg from St. Michael Albertville. And Jane Martin from St. Michael Albertville. There's a little bit of a theme there. So if you're listening to the podcast and you have a junior in high school this year, going to be a senior, uh, we love St. Michael Albertville, but we love all of our chamber communities, so we would highly encourage others to get involved in this uh, this great scholarship opportunity. Yes, definitely. We need to spread the love a bit more, and um, that just is a testament, I'm assuming, to the teachers at that school and them being looped in with the chamber and the opportunity because we did get a high number of applicants submitted or applications submitted from St. Michael. Really good stuff. So it was a fun morning. And of course, now today we have the podcast. Uh, so it's been a busy week is kind of the theme of the open of the show here today. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about yesterday as we start to introduce our, our special guest for today, uh, our chamber ambassadors, which is a great group of chamber members that go out to chamber member businesses, uh, introduce themselves, have ribbon cuttings. Uh, we have a a breakfast club, we have a lunch bunch, we have a uh, beverages and bites in the afternoons, and we've got the coffee and conversation. So as a chamber, we love to get out to chamber member businesses, support them, and, uh, and, and keep those restaurants thriving. So we went over to Granite City yesterday, and uh, we had a good turnout. We actually had these signs made. Um, I don't know if we can get it on camera for the uh, vidcast that Will's got <laughs> us doing now. Shout out to Will on the controls there. And uh, support local business. So the uh, committee decided they were going to make signs. And as we go out and have lunch and, and uh, you know, beverages someplace, we're going to bring our, our signs to make sure that everyone in the community sees the chamber actively involved. And uh, we recognize the fact there's a lot of local businesses we really want to support. We always want to support them, but I think now more than ever, Granite City included there. Uh, just a shout out to some of the folks that made it over there yesterday. Steve Shrunk from Diamond Realty, John O'Donohue from Premier Power Maintenance, Nick Kristoff from Thriven. He's really involved. I always see him out, mm -hmm. out and about. Uh, Arlene from Total Interiors, a great ambassador for the chamber. Bob Carlson, Barb. Carlson, Barb Carlson from <laughs> Rapid Refill and Promotions over in New Hope. Uh, Bill McMullen from Money Mailer, super, super involved in the chamber. And Jared from Card Connect. Uh, we had a fun time. And uh, we like to think chamber first. It was kind of the theme of, of this initiative to get out, bring our signs, and just as people are driving by, 
maybe thinking about stopping and having lunch, they're going to see a sign and say, hey, I should pull into Granite City because it's a, it's a local business and we want to support that. So, right, and that's uh, the first lunch bunch that you had that was in person since March, since I believe, right? The, since since, the since the everything happened. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so that's good to know that it's shifting back to the in-person versus, versus the virtual. It really is. And they had, a, they had a great crowd over there yesterday. And as we bring in our, our special guest for today, uh, we had a great lunch. Uh, we had a really good crowd uh, with our group, but then with, uh, you know, the restaurant was busy, which is super fun to see after driving by empty parking lots for, for so long. So. Right. So welcome, Pete. So Pete from Granite City is joining us. Um, thanks so, mu so much for joining us and, and for the great experience that Greg and the other chamber members had yesterday. Um, so how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So I'm guessing you had a, have had a little bit different experience with kind of the whole COVID pandemic and the ups and downs that it's brought to the restaurant industry. So what has that been like for you the last? You have three, four months. Well, it's certainly been challenging, uh, no doubt. Uh, I guess for me personally, I've been fortunate enough to be able to work the entire time. Uh, however, for all the hourly staff, uh, there was a pretty large window of time there. Uh, oh, geez, 10 weeks roughly where pretty much all of them were out on furlough. So that was definitely uh, a challenge just operating the entire facility. We were exclusively doing to go during that whole time frame. Uh, so it was just myself and uh, five of the other managers that were coming in, uh, working six day weeks pretty much uh, every week. And the days got long. They were 12 to 14 hour days, but uh, we got through it and uh, we're coming back now and hopefully uh, we'll be at 100% capacity again soon. Right, right. So what does it look like now at the restaurant? Like what changes have you made? What would your guests expect when they come in? Uh, well, some of the challenges, I guess, is that we faced is, uh, for one, is uh, obviously we have to change what we're doing as far as sanitation. Uh, we brought in a couple of different cleaning supply chemicals through Ecolab. Um, social distancing, obviously, is another one of the challenges. We've kind of marked that out on the floors in the host stand area and uh, spaced out tables accordingly because we're only able to seat up to uh, a 50% capacity currently inside the building. But thankfully, we are able to seat inside the building uh, as outside was not was the only thing that was available initially for us. So we're happy to be able to offer inside dining at this point as well. Um, the brunch that we do every Sunday has posed some challenges too, because obviously we can't just have a bunch of people coming through a brunch line anymore and handling the same utensils. So we're going to be revamping that this coming week here actually, and having the staff uh, serve the brunch uh, to guests behind a barrier. So that way uh, they'll still get what they want, but it's only being handled by somebody with mask and gloves at that point. Uh, beyond that, obviously sales have been a challenge for us. Uh, it's certainly something that uh, I'm sure a lot of businesses are going through, and I, I greatly appreciate you guys coming in and uh, supporting us the other day. Um, there are some benefits, though, I would also say that uh, have come out of it. Um, I mean, something that is simple as hand washing, uh, 
Uh, I mean, we're, we're definitely getting the staff to do that more frequently. Granted, that's always been a focus, um, but cleanliness at this point is obviously paramount. Uh, we've also had the opportunity to improve a lot of our to-go practices just because that's exclusively what we were working off of for a given period of time. Uh, so we've revamped a lot of the, the containers that we're utilizing and uh, processes as far as how we take orders and how we close them out uh, with the point of sale system. So we've made upgrades to our software there as well. So uh, there's been some good things that have come out of it. Obviously, a lot of challenges, and I'm sure we're still in for a few more but uh as far as what it would look like today for a guest uh when they come into our facility uh once again the social distancing thing six feet apart uh reservations would be required for guests if somebody does come in however say it's a party of two or a party of four uh we're certainly going to accommodate that group on the spot but we're just going to need to get their information from them uh just their name and phone number uh we've put up booth dividers in the facility uh, we are able, like I said, only to seat up to 50% capacity and right now per state law, a maximum of six people per table. Um, but larger groups can be accommodated. We can put them at tables that are next to each other within a, a six feet range. So uh, we're doing everything we can to try and accommodate as many people as we possibly can. Wow, it, so it sounds a little exhausting, but it's great that you're able to find some benefits out of it. I think it's very easy to focus on the struggles and the challenges, um, but sometimes these struggles and challenges give us great opportunity to find new ways of doing things, and sometimes those new ways end up being, being better or easier or more efficient, so it's great that you're able to spend time focusing on that and making adjustments, because now as you start getting up to 100%, life will be a little, little easier in those areas. And so I also have a question because I've seen some things on Facebook with how people, as places are reopening, people encouraging people to treat people at restaurants, you know, a little nicer. They've been going through a lot. And so do you have any advice for non-restaurant people, people who haven't been in, in the midst of everything going on as they're going back to restaurants? Um, I would just say for people that don't really know uh, or non-restaurant individuals as referred to, uh, I would just say be a little bit patient. A lot of staff, uh, granted, they've been in this industry for a long time, but they've also been out for a, a good amount of time. So it takes a little while for staff to get kind of reacclimated. not to mention there are a lot of uh, processes that have changed uh, throughout this whole ordeal that uh, we're required to wear the mask, we're, we're wearing gloves, um, frequent hand washing, frequent glove changes. So things at times may take a little bit longer because the, they're not really allowed to multitask on a level that they're used to, meaning normally a server has a three or four table section where when they go out into the dining room, they handle all those tables at the same time. Uh, right now, we need we can't be going table to table to table. So once you go to one table, you need to go in the back, change your gloves, wash your hands, uh, maybe run some food or get some beverages and bring those out. And then you can go to a different table, but it just it, in an effort to be as sanitary as possible right now, it things do take a little bit longer at times just because they're not able to multitask uh, like they're able to. In addition to that, uh, we are rolling a new menu right now. 
a lot of new promotional things coming up right around the corner. So uh, there's a lot that they're kind of taking in is what I'm saying at this point. So I guess uh, just holding a little bit of patience. Uh, it's not quite as fast maybe as uh, what it could be in the past, uh, but we're going to get back to where things were in a short period of time, hopefully assuming we uh, are able to open up to 100% in the near future. Right, I think patience is a big thing. And I hadn't even considered the fact that they normally go from table to table to check on everyone and now they have to be more on a single serve basis. So that obviously right there is gonna take a little more time. So keeping that in mind that you know the new regulations are forcing the servers to work in a different way that may not be the most efficient way for the guests. And so patience, everyone's been going through a lot. So keep that in mind. Well, I have to, Sarah, go back. Uh, of course, we're on here with Pete Von Bank from Granite City, for those of you that might just be joining. But uh, I have to go back to the buffet because I'll tell you what, Granite City has one of the best Sunday buffets, if not the best, in town. So if people haven't been over there, uh, mention the new menu. Uh, we had a great lunch yesterday. Uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, the growlers you can bring in and fill those up. Uh, I know they do that uh, regularly with, with some of their fine beer over there. Uh, I'm just kind of curious, Pete, what you might be uh, hearing or thinking is going to be the return to 100%. And I know there's no crystal ball, but uh, what what's kind of your sense of as things have been progressing, when we might see a, a complete reopen, 100% capacity indoors and outdoors? Yeah, I guess, uh, I, no, like I said, nobody has a crystal bowl and nobody knows exactly when we're going to reopen uh, to 100% capacity. The sooner the better in my mind, but obviously we, we wanna keep the safety of everyone, uh, both the guest and our staff at the forefront of our minds. So. Uh, we definitely want to do it right when it actually happens. Uh, it is a little concerning seeing some of the other states uh, seeing the increases as far as cases. Uh, luckily, Minnesota is actually seems to be trending in the correct direction or more contained than uh, most other states. Uh, so I'm optimistic that uh, hopefully we'll hopefully within the next 30 to 60 days be at 100% capacity here. That sounds great. And before we let you go, I uh, just wanted to follow up and have you tell a little bit of the history of Granite City story. Uh, you know, it's kind of the, the, the short version, but I, Minnesota owned and operated company, right? So let's, let's just talk a minute or two about, you know, the history. We've talked about where you are today and all the great things that are happening uh, in all locations, but specifically at the Maple Grove location. But there's a, there's a good story behind the, the Granite City um, franchise. I think I might have lost you here. I, I caught about half of what you're what you're asking about the history of Granite City as far as uh, where we yeah, came I, from. I mean, we started yeah. in 1999. Uh, those were our roots, and uh, we've actually got our founder and president back involved with the company. Uh, now that we are uh, we're held under Barbecue Holdings, which is a concept that owns Famous Dave's. So we're going through an entire relaunch right now. Like I said, uh, we just launched a, a new menu here the other day. Uh, 32 new menu items going on there. We are condensing down to some of the old favorite items that uh, our guests have always loved in the past. Uh, getting back to our roots as far as how we take care of tables, as far as hospitality, 
having fun while you're at work, uh, giving people a reason to come here as far as promotions. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff uh, that's on the docket here for the next two to three months. Uh, so I would highly encourage anybody that hasn't uh, been in to come give us a give us another try if uh, you haven't been here in a while. And uh, I, I'm pretty certain you'll be pleased with your experience. Well, I'm hoping, uh, you know, maybe you can't tell us and you can't give us a little uh, precursor to what's going back on the menu. But I'll tell you that firecracker shrimp was one of my all time favorites. So uh, thank you for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun. Yes. Thank you for joining. And all right, I look forward to all the mug club promotions, beer tappings, and everything that Granite City has that makes it one of the best in the area. Well, we look forward to seeing you. Thank you. That's Pete Von Bank from Granite City. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, Sarah, he's got a lot going on over there. Uh, and, you know, handling the, the challenge as well. And uh, I, I love Granite City. I've... Uh, I've been a customer over there for, uh, they've been op open for probably over a decade at least, right? Yeah, I at mean, least. the older I get, the less I remember, but I, it's got to be at least a decade there. And uh, I remember that original menu that, uh, that Pete was referring to there. So um, what a great guest. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm happy he joined. And yeah, we used this pre-kids. His kids kind of put a damper on the going out to restaurants, but Granite City was one of our top locations and we never missed a beer tapping back in the day well, I pro I probably <laughs> uh we probably tripped over each other uh filling our growlers uh <laughs> back in the day as they say but uh we're gonna move into some other uh updates uh around in and around the i-94 chamber footprint uh one of the hot topics these days is the uh the traffic and uh we did a little bit of uh background on the traffic and these projects uh basically as everyone knows kind of uh heading east and west as they call it i always think it's north and south but so it's technically north. it's it's east and west um you know those those projects are uh, in full swing right now and it's taking uh, four lanes down to one in in certain directions and it's backing things up so uh, it sounds like it's going to wrap up in uh, november at least this uh, stretch of construction so um, i was looking at uh, some of the maps here recently and uh, I think it's a much-needed change, but I'll tell you what, if you miss that exit uh, opportunity, if you live in Maple Grove or you have to make that decision, uh, you need to make that decision in Rogers, like we've yes. talked about. And uh, it sounds like that's going to be the case at least uh, through November when they wrap up that project. So just putting a timeline on that one. Yes, and keeping in mind which exit and entrance ramps are closed because on my way to the gym, I was going to take Maple Grove Parkway 94 to Weaver Lake Road and that was closed. So well, keep keep an eye on those on those changes cuz they're going to be happening throughout the summer. Arlene from Total Interiors missed the same uh, exit yesterday on the way to Granite City. Yep. Yep. <laughs> See, it's not just me. <laughs> right, and wound up uh putting a few extra miles on her car, but hey, gas is cheap, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> we got notice this week that the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development is overseeing a uh, small business relief grant program, um, which was approved by the Minnesota State Legislature uh, just a short time ago. Uh, it's making $10,000 grants available to uh, own and operate businesses that can demonstrate financial hardship as a result of uh, this pandemic. There's a total, Sarah, of $60.3 million available for grants. 
Um, and they're going to be available uh, for application through March 1st. Uh, so we'll have this podcast or this video cast, right, Will? This is a video cast. He keeps reminding me. This is no longer a podcast. It's a video cast. <laughs> a vidcast. It's a vidcast. You're right. Um, they're they're going to be available through March 1st. So until you can apply until July 2nd. Correct. Yep. But it... Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I had the wrong date. Thanks for the correction on yes. that. Thanks for the correction. <laughs> they, yeah. Expenses that have occurred since March 1st. I apologize. See? I got it right, though. You got With it. With the help of we you. We got it. Well, Good job. Teamwork. <laughs> uh, Thursday, July 2nd is the deadline at 5 o'clock, and those will be distributed uh, randomly. MN.gov is the website if you're interested in that. And I think a lot of small businesses will be interested in a $10,000 grant um, with no repayment required. Yes, I actually applied for that grant this morning. So it's a pretty quick, intuitive process. I'd say set aside 15 minutes um, and then make sure you have your information for the number of employees you had and your income revenue from March to May of 2019, and then March to May sure. of 2020. Yep. Makes sense. I'm just glad we got those dates corrected for <laughs> Yes. Yes. You um, don't have until March 1st of we, this year. <laughs> we love to talk about our members. Um, the member mentions this week folks that have either renewed or joined the chamber. Samantha Severson from Benedictine Senior Living in Osseo. I hope I'm getting that right. My my notes here are, are out. But Samantha Severson uh, from Benedictine Living joined, as well as Alexander Horn uh, from Mosquito Control uh, renewed his membership. So thank you to both of those members for being great partners and believers in all the awesome things we're doing here at the I-94 West Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I also have to give a shout-out. To our, to our sponsors as well, because without their support, a lot of the things that we do wouldn't be possible. Uh, the Blue 42 Agency in Maple Grove, we've talked about the Rogers Printing and Promotional. Uh, Rogers, a great guy, um, very generous with the chamber. Uh, J&B Group, we talked about J&B earlier. Franklin Outdoor Advertising is a, is a proud premier sponsor of the chamber, Chris Barta. And uh, over there in Hamill, Farmers State Bank, and also FedEx Ground. I know Chad Klein uh, still owes me a, a phone call from about four weeks ago. I'm not taking it personally because... It's not like he's busy over I there. I know how busy they are, Sarah. <laughs> We've talked about they're shipping more out of that location uh, during these months than they do during the holiday months. So uh, I know Chad had a boat on the St. Croix, and I bet it's still in storage. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this is going to be the summer he's going to be able to get it out much, unfortunately. Thank you, FedEx Ground, for your support of the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and Sarah, now we get to talk a little bit about you uh, and, and clear, simple business and all the great things you do for clients on a regular basis. And uh, how's the last few weeks been going? And uh, is business uh, happening and progressing for you? Yeah, the last few weeks. So to be totally honest this pandemic time has not been the greatest for clear simple business um business consultants a lot of businesses are either shut down or or really focused on maintaining their own p 
people. So a lot of places don't have the budget for business consultants. But I can see the interest picking up and the networking is starting to pay off. And I'm having a lot more conversations with different folks. And since we were talking about restaurants today, I wanted to to explain or to, to, yeah, I guess explain one of the ways that I talk about process with business owners. So it has a lot to do with restaurants because restaurants, it's very easy to see the process because it's a very physical process. So if Mm -hmm. you think of like a Chipotle or a Subway, I usually like Chipotle because then maybe they'll start giving me free burritos for life or something (laughs) if I, if I keep it up. But so you can see how it's laid out where it makes sense. Here's the burritos, the tacos, the meat, the beans and rice and you have everything set up everyone you know exactly which person is going to be asking you do you want beans and rice or what kind of salsa do you want and then you can see the people in the back where the chicken runs out and right away that chicken is getting refilled and so it's very easy to see the processes within restaurants because it's that physical layout so you can physically see it now when you go into an office space most of the processes are digital they're on the computers and you can't really they're invisible they're invisible and so what happens so if we take the chipotle example what ends up happening is you have a tortilla over here tortillas over here the taco shells over here and then the chicken is in five different places and you kind of get the picture where every things aren't lined up right in that correct order and you don't have the person in back who's preparing the person in back is waiting for the chicken to run out and then they're going to start to marinate the chicken And then they're going to cut it up. So you can just imagine how frustrated the customers would get at a Chipotle if they were set up this way. And the fun part, too, about a lot of the processes I see within organizations is that not only are all those necessary items spread out and kind of in a, you know, chaotic way, but there's, you know, random, you have like the salsas and there's random like strawberries and cherries and Mm -hmm. things that have nothing to do with building a burrito inside of that process. And so that's what I see a lot when I go into organizations and actually help them see how everything's laid out and how it's going. So if you're an organization that maybe right now has some extra time, uh, my first advice would be start actually mapping out your processes and use those swim lanes. So if you have kind of that mapping tool, those swim lanes are the horizontal ones where they would be the different departments because a lot of times you'll see those jumps between the different departments and you'll be able to see kind of that disorder within the the process. So you'll be able to see that invisible Mm -hmm. process that's happening. And so that's my... Great, like an- great analogy, Sarah. And you're exactly right. I, I love the burrito analogy because, well, who doesn't love burritos? I think Will might have had one for lunch today over at Guadalajara. But, uh, you know, in this day and age, right, businesses are trying to figure out who they are again in terms of staffing and process as part of that. Uh, some are going to have to reinvent themselves. They've mm-hmm. lost customers. So you're right. Maybe the fixings they had on the burrito at one point in time aren't going to be back because of what's going on in the world. But being able to figure that out, I can speak to uh, working with Sarah on various projects here at the chamber. And if you're looking for somebody to come in, evaluate what you have going, improve your process, uh, reach out to Sarah at Clear Simple Business. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, again, this is our last vidcast until after the holidays. I know Will's taking it to the streets. He's loading up the uh, the car uh, kind of National Lampoon's vacation style and taking a trip across uh, the country. So he's excited to do that, and uh, I'm kind of excited to have the Lake Vermilion. And, and Sarah, what uh, what do you have going as we as we look 
towards the uh, kind of the midpoint of summer already. It's it's crazy to to know it's July 4th already. I know. I'm always excited for July 4th, but then also a little sad because then it's halfway through the summer. But I plan on heading up. My parents have a cabin up by Alexandria. So next Tuesday, I believe, the kids and I will head up. My husband still has to work. He has Friday off. We've been doing a lot of work on the house. We're getting new windows delivered on Tuesday. So he's hoping to put those in as soon as possible, but he only has Friday off. And if it was up to him, he would probably spend all weekend working on the house. (laughs) But I've been nudging and kind of encouraging him that this is a good opportunity to take a break. And so how about all day on Friday, he can work on it, and then he can come join us at the cabin. I believe my brother is also going to be up at the cabin, and he usually gets um, Minnesota fireworks. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the fireworks are certainly a a fun part of the 4th, and uh, Will and I were talking earlier about just kind of the – you know, this, 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 you know, midsummer when people get on the road and, and get in cars and start traveling, I'm going to ride my motorcycle up to Lake Vermilion. And I can't, I can't wait because, you know, it's kind of that, it kind of harkens back to the days of, you know, the old main street USA is, and I just love, I'm not a freeway driver, yeah, right? On the motorcycle. I take the old 61 up there and I pass through all these towns that are sort of forgotten about almost. And it's, it's like a trip back in time in some ways and a little bit of a slice of Americana. And especially with, this pandemic, an opportunity to stop in and, you know, buy breakfast at the little diner. And uh, I know Will and I were talking about a certain part of the country he's heading to that uh, it's kind of that same feeling of, you know, celebrate the country and all the great things that are happening and really get out and, uh, and support local businesses wherever you are this 4th of July. So, uh, yeah, you know, somebody told me that they, uh, they carved some presidents into the side of a mountain. So, (laughs) so I'm going to go try to find out where that is. (laughs) well i would say to everybody uh have a great and happy fourth of july thanks for joining us and uh think chamber first in everything you you do with this summer Um, support the businesses that support the chamber we're all in this together Uh, there's no better uh group to get referrals from to find a, a person to fix your car to come out and uh you know, provide uh, video and, and services uh, that, that Will does through cloud media. Uh, there's so many great people involved with this chamber, and I really feel like it's a good housekeeping seal of approval, so to speak. If you get a referral from someone within the chamber, you know they're a trusted partner and they're going to do a good job for you. So think chamber first. Uh, unless Will has anything to add before we sign off for the long holiday week, he was working too hard this week oh, on. We, we, we challenged him. We, we challenged him with, uh, he had five cameras. We said, you got to bump up your game, Will. Let's, let's get six in here this week. So yeah. I, think he, he, I think he's got a drone flying around in here somewhere <laughs> taking photos of us. But uh, I think that's called Carl. <laughs> this has been vidcast number three. It's been a lot of fun as usual. Thanks again uh, to our friend over at Granite City, Pete Von Bank, for joining us. And as always, thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, it's all out there. It's just up to you to go get it right now.